0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 129 of Connectivity, I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, Today we just have one super long segment for you uh, that's featuring Don Koopman, Seren McNulty, and Addison Webb, and uh, they're going to be talking about uh, all the games they've been playing this week, including Link Between Worlds, Lego Hobbit, Mario Kart 8, Disney Magical World, Conception 2, and more, and then they also break down this week's news, including the surprise announcement that Tomodachi Life is coming to North America later this year. Enjoy.
1: Hello everybody, and welcome to a segment of Connectivity, and it's going to be a general chat segment, so there's going to be a lot of discussion, a lot of hate back and forth, a lot of crying, a lot of laughter. Um, To do that, I have two people with me. First of all, we have Allison Webb. Howdy. How you doing?
2: Doing well, Don, doing well. Yourself?
1: Good, it's a Friday evening when we're recording this, the week is over, so... It's time for some relaxation. Um, also with us is a special guest. It's Seren McNulty. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? Um, so last time you were connectivity, you were talking about your game.
3: Yes, I was. And you have some exciting news to share, don't you? Yeah, well, uh, listeners may have already read some on the, somewhere on the internet. My game is done. This is I've Got to Run. I've Got to Run is done, it's gone gold, it's submitted to Nintendo, and it's currently basically waiting in line uh, to go into lot check, and then it should be definitely out Q2, like I said. So, haha, I knew what I was talking about that it was coming out Q2. Good, good.
1: Um, So, the first half is just talking about what I've been playing, and I let Edison go first.
2: Sure. So, I've been simultaneously playing my way through three different Zelda games. Um, Okay. Two (laughs) on the 3DS and one on the Wii U. And I guess I'll start off with the most recent one I've been playing. I've been playing my second playthrough of Link Between Worlds. And it's a game I have pretty mixed feelings about. It's a beautiful game. I think it's the best display of the 3D effect on the 3DS. What they've done with the controls, as compared to the original game, is just fantastic. Traversing the world feels great, but it's just too easy for a Zelda game, in my opinion. Yep. But I just think, when you go fight some of the bosses, and all you have to do is hold down the sword attack button over and over again, after you've done one little thing, it, it they could have made it a lot more complicated than that, to give it a little more depth. So I was pretty disappointed with that. And in contrast, I've been playing what might actually be my favorite 2D Zelda game, which is uh, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks for the first time. And that game is complicated. That game is difficult. The dungeons are awesome. Everything is kind of built around this one giant puzzle that you're slowly solving through a bunch of little puzzles, which I just think is really cool. And those boss fights in that game are so hard comparatively. Yeah, the dungeons and
3: spirit tracks are some of my favorite
2: dungeons in any Zelda game. Yeah, they're so well-designed. It's You kind of play through it, and you're like, wow, how did they come up with this stuff? It just all works so well. Once you finally get to the end, and you just solve the entire puzzle from the dungeon, it's just such a good feeling. But where that game falls short, and where a Link Between Worlds shines, is World Traversal. That train is so slow, and there's nothing you can do to speed it up. None of the upgrades help the speed of the train, so a lot of times you just kind of Pulling the train horn over and over again because you have nothing to do while you're going from point A to point B. So that can get boring and choo-choo, frustrating. Choo-choo, motherfucker. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if you die and you have to start from where you started after 15 minutes of riding the train. It's just so frustrating.
1: Yeah, so with uh, Link Between Worlds, I I still think it's one of my favorite Zelda games because of how the, pa- of how the pacing works. And I really can go quickly but I can see the other argument that it's quite easy and that is where kind of indeed Spirit Tracks kind of shines and I like the story better in Spirit Tracks too it's a very interesting little story that's going on there. It
3: was unexpected when I started playing Spirit Tracks because they only really started talking about the story just before launch So I was, yeah, so I was anticipating that it was going to be nothing to write home about but nope they just didn't want to spoil the surprise.
2: Yeah, it's completely different. It's in the timeline after the Wind Waker when you're in the new Hyrule. And, well, you've, spoiler alert, um, driven the Master Sword through Ganon's skull, so he's pretty much done. And you're in this new world where the the Demon King, uh, Maladus, is being held down by the spirit tracks, but the uh, Chancellor of the new Hyrule is actually evil and is trying to revive him and so you're trying to stop that. So it kind of has the whole agonim reviving Ganon feel to it but at the same time it's just kind of nice to have a change of pace and actually Zelda is your companion to give you tips throughout the game and the dialogue is just a lot better in this game than the hey look listen so. Oh yes no it's, it's great to actually have a character as your guide
3: as opposed to a sort, just a guide as your guide, like Navi, or even to a small lesser degree, uh, Fi.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: I I didn't really like Fi. <laughs> there is a thirteen percent chance that I disagree with you.
2: I think the interesting part about Fi is when. You find out who Girahim really is, and you find out she's kind of like his opposite. And I think that's kind of neat, when you find out he's Demise's sword, and fies the Spirit of the Master Sword. So it's kind of like a good and evil like thing there that they got going on.
1: Yeah, for sure. But you said you've been playing Free Zelda games. What's the third?
2: Uh, the third is Wind Waker HD. I've started this game and quit as soon as I've got to the Triforce Hunt about four times. And... <laughs> I heard that they made it a little smoother for this version, so I a picked little. it up, and I actually finished it now, and I think it's one of my favorite Zelda games. It, it was just so much less of a hassle.
3: Specifically the HD version.
2: Yes.
1: So, going back to, like, the, the HL question, do you feel that they really, in like, improved, like, the Triforce Quest to make it feel like the game is worth it now for you?
2: Yes, absolutely, um... In the original game, all the little mini dungeons, you would end up with a map, and then you'd have to pay Tingle like 400 rupees to translate it for you. And there's still oh, yeah. there's still some of that in the HD remake, but a lot of times when you finish one of the mini dungeons, you actually get a piece of the Triforce. So that saves you from getting the 400 rupees, going to Tingle, figuring out where the Triforce map is pointing to, yeah. and then digging it up. The, so
3: The change is that instead of... Having finding nine maps and then needing to pay Tingle for nine maps, you find six Triforce pieces and three maps. Yeah. So it makes
1: it way more streamlined in that sense.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, so, of course, it all shines on the Wii U. Is there anything else that really stood out to you during the course of playing of, of uh, Wind Waker HD?
2: Well, the presentation that game's always been gorgeous, but just with the upper edge graphics, it looks amazing. And they did a great job. Uh, the speed sale that you can get, the quick sale I think it's called, that makes things a lot better. And I love how the classic Zelda thing where you play the song and then for some reason it plays it back to you every time you play it, they got rid of that for this game. So it only actually – you only have to sit through hearing the whole song after the first time you play it, that playthrough. So – until yeah. you turn the system off,
1: even when you like remove like the 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 animation pauses for like the grappling hook, it makes it a way smoother game. Yeah, yes. the
3: one complaint regarded to the um, quick sale is obviously the hassle of getting it because they really didn't want players to have access to the speed to the quick sale. Oh yeah, if I recall, you had to. Uh, f- Go to the auction house at a certain early point in the game is when it first opens up, and if they don't have it, then you leave and come back, and if they don't have it, then they- you leave and you come back, and then when they finally have it, if you lose the auction, you leave and you come back, and you keep doing this ad nauseum until you finally win the auction and get the sale that's still
1: like a very irritating process i feel oh it absolutely
3: yeah. is it was it's a complete joke how they implemented obtaining the sale but at least it's there once you have it it's it it works perfectly fine yeah at least it's in the game even if it's mm, not easy to get to
2: yeah it you can tell they kind of wanted to make it so if you would only come across it if you really wanted it so to keep it out of the way of people playing through the game the first time. And me having gotten through all the dungeons except for the last one four times, I felt like I'd earned the right to use the speed sail, so I Good. Went and got it. I had to use an FAQ though, full disclosure, but <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Did you play anything else? Or was that it? Uh, actually, last week I got a PlayStation Vita, so yeah, I've been playing through that and enjoying that. It's the hardware is incredible on that oh, yeah. thing. It's just the screen just blows away, like the gamepad or the.
3: You jumped in right before the new version with the LCD screen. Yes,
2: yeah, so I so I've got the OLED. It, I got it, bought it off a guy for a hundred dollars. So Holy... I got a really good deal.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: With two four gig memory cards, which I'll never use, but in a case, so it was a really good deal. I went out and got a sixteen gig just so I could actually download games and oh, got a PS Plus oh. subscription. So
3: okay, the PS Plus subscription is going to pay for the, itself in like two seconds with the Vita.
2: Yeah, I, I got, I've been playing Uncharted, which I got for free, so that's been pretty awesome. And
3: uh, aren't both Soul Sacrifice and Gravity Rush free?
2: Gravity Rush is, um, I think Soul Sacrifice might be coming up, or it's already passed. That was a limited yeah, time it's, one. Yeah, Soul Sacrifice is already passed. Oh, okay. I thought
3: I thought that was one of the ones that they were adding more long-term. But yeah, that PS Plus on Vita, especially in North America, is just absolutely phenomenal. It is like the best... PlayStation Plus is basically, in my opinion, one of the best things happening in video games these days.
1: Oh yeah, they do the same like great stuff in Europe. I think both Europe and America got it really strong, for Japan is actually the weakest in that sense. Yeah, they get a bunch of PS1 and PSP games. Yeah, but uh, at least Europe has got some... I think Europe has now Fast for Free, so that's really nice. Awesome.
3: Like, I'm just looking right now at the list of games that are available for PlayStation Plus, and I have um, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation Vita. So, I get all of these games, and I'm just looking at them, and I'm like, well, I could download Batman Arkham City, or Bioshock Infinite, or Remember Me, or Payday 2, or XCOM Enemy Unknown, or Uncharted 3, or Uncharted Golden Abyss, or Mercenary Kings, or Rezogun, or Monster Hunter, or Street (laughs) Fighter Cross Tekken, or Wipeout 2048, or Gravity Rush. It's like, it's ludicrous.
1: Yeah, I, I all of these games I, I played, especially Remember Me, I've recently pl- been playing for that, and getting it for PlayStation Plus is
3: awesome. I know, that's, that is something I was always looking for a good sale on, and then it just became free. <laughs> it's like the perfect moment, yeah. right? And it's like, you get games like, why is Bioshock Infinite already on PlayStation Plus? Who knows? You go like, why is this already free? Oh, well, fuck Yeah, it. I'm, <laughs> I would not be surprised if um, prior to the launch of Grand Theft Auto V's story DLC, that might at least get a severe discount if not become an instant game collection game for a month. That will be cool,
1: yeah. We'll see. So, that's it, uh, Allison? Yeah,
2: that's pretty much it. Been playing Uncharted on that and enjoying that a lot. It's kind of like feels like the modern evolution of what the adventure game is turned into. Because it has some gun combat, but I'm not a huge shooter fan, and I'm still enjoying it. And it's not so much to where it kind of makes that the point of the game. But it's a beautiful game, especially on a handheld. So it's pretty sweet. It's my first Uncharted game I've ever played. So I might have to... Cool, cool. Pick up the PS3, try the other ones out, or... Hopefully they'll make an HD collection on the Vita. That would be nice. But, yep, that's pretty much it for me.
1: Okay. Um, so it moves on to me, then. And I've been playing a lot of smaller things, really. Uh, one of the big things I actually want to talk about is recently... Uh, I went to Nintendo's new office here in the Netherlands, and I played uh, Mario Kart 8. Uh, which... I was kind of excited about I I don't know I after Mario Kart Seven I didn't know exactly what to feel anymore, um because I liked the tracks a lot in that game but for the rest it felt kind of blah. I don't know if you guys ever played Mario Kart Seven, but.
3: um oh god Mario Kart Seven I just remembered that I played that game that tells you my opinion of Mario Kart Seven.
2: Yep, it's Mario Kart Wii. 3D. I pretty much.
1: Without the bikes. It's it's even less than Mario Kart 3. They don't even have Waluigi,
3: goddammit. They don't even have the the challenges you get every fourteen days. It's Mario Kart seven was a huge disappointment and I uh, full disclosure I had a copy of the game before it came out for a review copy, and I gave it away the day the game came out. Because by the launch day, I was sick of it.
1: That's disappointing.
3: I was just sick of it. Yeah, I
1: I played it for a couple of weeks, and and for full disclosure here, I played Mario Kart Wii over one hundred hours, and I spent no more than seven hours on Mario Kart Seven. So that tells you big context about how I felt about Mario Kart Seven. It was
3: not a good game. Well, it was a, it was it played all right. But it wasn't good. It wasn't a good Mario Kart game. It it wasn't the most amazing Mario
1: Kart game ever. Um, like Double Dash. No, like Double no
3: Double Dash and Wii are
2: pretty oh, much. Man, Double Dash. The...
3: You lose if you say that Wii is equal or better than Double Dash. Double Dash is the pinnacle of that
1: series. I I I get I get why it's loved, but Wii is still my favorite, depending on how much time I spent online.
3: I, I... I had that game at the right moment where I could play local multiplayer matches every single day and that was the yeah. greatest thing.
1: I I didn't have that luxury so for me we we was still the greatest game in that franchise for me most only because of the online I could play.
2: That's understandable. I was kind of in the same bit with Double Dash um that was for my brother graduated high school so he was still around we played a lot of multiplayer. Mm. I just wish it would bring back some of the mechanics in that game. I love the double rider mechanic. That would be the perfect use up. of the
3: gamepad.
2: Oh yeah, that would.
3: You could use the gyroscope to aim. Yeah,
1: okay, so I I kind of want to get real into Mario Kart 8 now because we kind of are going through around it, <laughs> talking about it. I don't it, know but, what you're uh, talking to... about. <laughs> I really don't. But let's cut to, let's, let's to the chase here. Uh, Mario Kart 8. Uh, let's talk, start. Let's begin talking about the, the the track design. And I must say, I was really impressed. I really like those tracks. I mean, um, the the one you start off with in the first like sur- the first cup, uh, the Mario Kart Stadium, uh, it just gives you a well-rounded idea of what the game is all about. Uh, the anti-gravity mechanics may be like a bit phoned in, and it's not always used very well. But it makes the whole thing more dynamic, and I really love the way that the whole game played so far. It, that's the the most thing I'm mostly very excited about. And going for all the tracks, um, the particular ones I I really liked, like the water park, were, was really cool. Uh, the the ones from the E3 demo, I played through those again and those were nice. Swamp's Canyon is one of the best because it uses the, the anti-gravity actually the best because it you it will really move to the side and make for a very interesting perspective. Um, So it really used those touches really well. Again, yeah. I feel that, that that the anti-gravity mechanic is a bit more found in other mechanics oh, yeah. or features
3: in other it Mario effectively... games. It is effectively... The bottom of your vehicle is blue and you go faster when you hit people.
1: Yeah, and it but the, the, the effects it sometimes does are really neat. Um and I will give it at least that. Um especially when you go to the retro tracks like the the one that I remaked from the SNES. The I think it's a Mario Circuit one. Um they, if you go, because they, they made one of the parts that may all way all go to the top and then do an anti-gravity section. It looks so incredibly neat. to get, a, like, a fabulous camera angle from the top there. It's really, really freaking cool. Um, And, of course, like, the other tracks. Like, my favorite, because we were just talking about Double Dash, my favorite retro remake of the things I played was Ride Wide Desert. When are they bringing back Baby Park? I don't know, but *Dry Dry Desert* was at least Oh awesome. yes, yeah, that, like that they, is awesome. They they they, they did the added sections like the Onorata section, which makes it uh, more like a standout track because it moves like you have like still like the 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 whirlpool of sand, like the the quicksand. You still have like the the regular track base, and you still have all that added stuff in between. It's a really neat looking track now. Um, some other tracks are a bit more subtle, like the *Moo Moo Meadows* one from Wee it's a bit more subtle in that fashion, but others like the, the Toad one, the Toad uh, highway from N64, like those anti-gravity sections and the way you then go on the trucks and then fly through the air, are those those moments really make that demo shine.
2: So I haven't seen a whole lot of screenshots of the different tracks, but with these throwback tracks, have they like completely redone all the art and all the aspects? Oh, yeah, definitely. They have okay. done
1: all... We've done all the art to make it all really good shine in, in HD. Especially with some of the older tracks that just remade from the ground up of how they keep the oh, regular cute. track design.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I love that, too. Highway map. That's so much fun.
3: Incidentally, there was a Mario Kart game for GBA. I always forget that. <laughs> Everybody does. Um,
1: But, uh, yeah, I, I really liked them that I played. But then... Going back to the stuff surrounding it, and that was also an issue with me in Mario Kart 7,
3: let's talk about the Game Pass. <laughs> Wait, just like Choo Choo, motherfucker, Honk Honk, motherfucker, this is becoming a trend <laughs> in Nintendo's vehicle based games. Yeah, um. I couldn't be more excited to make fun of this if I tried.
1: Well, this is not the, even the most offensive part about the Game Pass, really. Um so when you're playing in multiplayer um locally up to two to four people by the way and you press a button to go off TV it will actually do the split screen like fully on yep. the gamepad.
3: You get a split screen gamepad view. Yeah, also why no five player? Because that would take some programming. Yeah, it's just four. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Smash Brothers might have five-player if, if the Nintendo Direct has anything to say about it. Uh, the most exciting
1: part about Beyond the Tracks and how the way it plays was actually Mario Kart TV. I, I, I got to see that. We we're not allowed to show it, but we are, we're allowed to see it when the, when the... So when the Cup concludes, you get like this awesome highlight reel of your best moments throughout those four races. And beyond, every, and at the end of every race, you can also go in the Mario Kart TV menu and select the the drivers you want to highlight on, and like the specific sections like drift, items, and whatever, and it will create this awesome montage for you, which you can post to Miiverse if you would. See, want to. I'm
3: worried about that for one reason, uh, which is that let's say my favorite moment from a cup was f- discovering a an hilarious and amazing glitch. I can't just say that section from 32 to 36 seconds in. I like, I can't specifically select the moment that I want, and the game probably won't have a amazing glitches category.
1: No, no, it didn't have it in the
3: in the in the select categories that it Which has is really right disappointing now. to me because that would be the greatest series of Meverse posts.
1: So, there are not many glitches
3: in Mario Kart games to begin with, so... Yes, but there were some amazing ones in Mario Kart Wii. The ones that did exist were amazing.
1: Yeah, and the ones in Mario Kart 7, like, the only one, they patched up, so...
2: My concern with the Miiverse stuff wouldn't really be within the game. My concern is having HD video on the Miiverse which is a program which is already web browser so slow it's,
3: it's using a web browser
2: i just i i'm looking forward to seeing how that works out just cuz it's it just seems like it's such a laggy i
3: just use me versus my web browser on my computer so mm-hmm. i mean yeah my favorite is the videos are probably going to have to end up be pl- being playable on 3ds right mm, i'm not what sure. happens we'll see. Because I mean, embedded videos on official me posts are visible on 3DS. Yeah,
1: I, 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 again, I'm not sure how it's gonna work. Um, they only showed us like the real highlight, real stuff, and how that stuff functions specifically. Uh, of course, meverse
3: and that sort of stuff is not up running yet, so
1: I couldn't check out that
3: myself. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt that meverse doesn't tend to be online prior to the game's release.
1: Yeah, I mean. The stuff surrounding it makes makes me feel that somewhat it's all flat. Like, I'm pretty sure there won't be a mission mode or a challenge mode from the Wii even in there, which is super disappointing. Um, and the only like battle mode I've seen on the menus um, was bubble balloon battle so far. So nothing else currently. So I'm um, I'm a bit worried. I'm not sure
3: how to feel about it yet. Um, it doesn't seem so far, at least track design-wise, like it'll be as disappointing and bland as seven.
1: No, they're not. are not the one track lanes where you cannot study the track at all. At least, at least it will give the regular track design a chance to shine again, which is good. Um, so the other, so the mostly other things I've been playing, I will go through this like in a couple of minutes. Um, currently, for review, I'm playing Mario Golf World Tour. Or for preview, actually. Uh, review will go later. Uh, that game is fun. Really fun. If you ever played a Mario Golf game before, you, you know in particular what to expect. But this Mario Golf game is one of my favorites so far. I won't tell you much more because I want to save some stuff for that preview. But it's it's looking like a really promising game. Like one of the best, most shining... Examples of the 3DS's library is as far as Mario sports games go. Of the two of them, really. Of the of the two of them, but well, also from like the previous few that were on Wii, like Mario Sports Mix was not very exciting. No.
3: Mario sports games have been very disappointing lately.
1: Yeah, the last good one was the was the Mario Strikers one.
3: Was that before or after uh three? Hoops three on three, where you could have Moogles playing against Bowser. I think that was after, okay. Yeah. Cause I I love three on three, even though I'm not a basketball fan. And um yeah the the Mario Strikers games were amazing, and then you know the developers are onto bigger and better things. But I'd love to I'd love to see a Mario Strikers game on 3DS or Wii U. But so far, at
1: least, it seems that Camelot is bringing their A-game to this one, not as much as uh, Mario Tennis, which was a bit lackluster in many moments. Uh, but this game like, seems really full-featured, has various course designs. Uh, the stuff that, I have, that they showcased to me, at least so far, is really interesting, and uh, the castle mode is just charming with all the Mario characters and such running around. Um, other things I've been playing, like I've been playing Lego The Hobbit, which I just
3: got into. Hey Don, do you start a level and start breaking everything in the room before going to the next room, watching a cutscene and breaking everything in it? Yes, it's sure a do. Lego
1: game. Yeah,
3: so I don't need to talk about that much.
1: Um, finally, and this is really final. Um, I've been playing Batman Arkham Edition. Nate hey, Batman or hey, Batman Arkham Origins, Blackgate Deluxe Edition. Wow, what a oh, mouthful! Oh yeah,
3: so you've been playing that on Wii U? I yeah, I have been. I think I have a PS3 cause sitting around, but that feels like if I'm gonna play the game again, just after I played it on Vita, I might just I'm. I might may as well do it on Wii U. So how's the second screen experience? Talk to me about the Wii U version specifically.
1: So the Wii U version uses the the bad computer and the and the map screen. So you have a good overview on the map which you can that you can scroll around by tu- using the touch screen which is nice and by tapping a few times on the touch screen you can directly go to after V play. Okay. So it is actually a nice version. Um, it looks also really shiny on uh, on Wii U. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know how the other versions compare. Haven't checked those out yet, but it looks really sharp. The assets l- look like they, they really put some time into it, remaking it for the HD consoles, which is uh, certainly a nice thing. Um, the controls are a bit. How is that map? The, the map is, is useful. I mean I never had a problem with the map, but uh, I can score better with it on the Wii U game than I did on 3DS. Okay, it was so that
3: so that it was something. hilariously awful on the um Vita version. Because remember you have one you have one screen. Oh yeah yeah sure. yeah hmm. it was hilariously awful. I would just never want to use it. I just tried to memorize the layout of the city.
1: Yeah, it's it's why I mostly used it on uh, on on played it on 3DS and now on Wii U, because that, always having that map there is crucial to me. But it's um for the, if you can the controls again are a bit finicky. You have to get used to them a small a, little bit. But um, if you manage to do that, it's actually a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed myself with it so far, uh, Surprisingly enough. So I mean it's. I do prefer it still kind of slightly on 3ds because of how the nature of the game, how it is played. Um, but um, no, it's it's not a bad awesome. version at all. I mean, if you if you don't have a handheld, I would recommend picking it. You up. You have a Wii U and not a 3ds. Yeah, there's a chance that some people do, and if you do, just go pick it up on Wii U. It's it's totally fine. I'm I'm
3: sorry, but if you have a Wii U and not a 3ds, I deeply apologize for your lack of ability to play. Any in any games, really.
1: Yeah, but um, at the same time, you know, I've an awesome 3DS game that's yeah. now on. Hey,
3: if you have a Wii U and not a 3DS, you can go buy my game. Soon enough. Soon enough, May or May or June. It's not coming out April. Exclusive little tidbit, not coming out this month. Um, yeah, yeah, people should go but, buy uh, my game.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of the stuff that I've been playing recently. A good a range of stuff, really. But uh, look forward to that Mario Golf impression soon. Uh, again, really enjoying that, so you will see more on that in the short term.
3: Awesome. Um, so with that, I think we're going over to Seren. Oh dear. Okay. So what have I been playing? I have been playing um Disney Magical World on 3DS.
1: Oh, I've been playing that too. Yeah, I just got it actually. Yeah, the English version.
3: I so. This is a game that's been out in Japan. It was it's a J- Japanese game. It is a game ma- made by Bandai Namco Games. Well, f- well, strictly it's in the name of Namco, but it's published by Bandai Namco. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, with it's, it's weird with it's, yeah, hang on it's weird in Japan. with help from hand, the, yeah. the studio that uh, helped on the World Ends with You and uh the two king the kingdom hearts ds games as we may know them from right um, yeah. with licensing help from Disney and voice work from Disney and published by Nintendo yeah because the original developers are probably getting about 10 cents off of every copy sold in North America so we have
1: a so we have a Bandai Namco published game, which is made by the Namco team from the Bandai Namco Studios team, which which had help from hand, which had Kingdom Hearts games, and it's going
3: to be published by Nintendo of America. Yeah, with li- with licensing agreements from Disney.
1: With licensing, also added extra two trademarks from Disney, you're good to go.
3: Yeah, this this game has like this is like the most corporate thing. Ever. Like, the opening logos are just kind of hilarious. But, the, um... No, it's... So, I got a review copy a little while ago. Enough for me to put, uh run my review prior to game launch. And let me be perfectly clear. The version that shipped, and the version that is on retail cartridges across America, on sale now... Runs like dog shit, and I was getting a frame rate of like, tw- like 15 to 20 frames per second in 3D. And it was just dropping from that, it couldn't even hold that steady. And it was an incredibly frustrating game to play through, and I post, and I put that in the review, and then there was a 520 block day one patch on the eShop that, com- that patches the frame rate completely, so I don't know. The game ha- was out in Japan for like half a year, so I yeah. don't know it was taking them ages. Um, but it came out here broken basically, and um, I I posted a little, I ran a little thing saying, "Hey, there is a downloadable patch. Um, if you." you know if you can if you're connected to the internet you can download it but heads up this is a Disney game that is inclusive enough that a 4-year-old could play it and the version that you can buy from a retail store and put in your 3DS and start playing immediately is broken which is which is great to me in a I love ripping on companies way But that is, it's a shame um, that I play the game through with uh, framerate issues, because it's a really solid game. Like, that preface aside, it is really fun. Um, You're going around and um, interacting with Disney characters. You're not exactly in Disney World, but it's similar. It's called Castleton. Yeah, it's called Castleton. It is. Disney World without the amusement park rides, but these aren't people in costumes like your me is interacting with the Mickey Mouse and the Minnie Mouse and they're befriending your me, and you're going on quests and helping people, and it's it's quite fun and there's a lot of different. I get there are some attractions, but it's not you're not getting Disney World with your um, with your purchase, like it is not, ex- ex- incredibly expansive.
1: It's it's a bit of a linear adventure.
3: Yeah, but it is uh it is something I'd recommend if you're a big fan of Disney. Um. Oh yeah. It is, but I'd only recommend it with the uh, downloadable patch version one point one.
1: So, if you were planning to download it from the eShop, I think if you go to the tile for the game, yeah. on the American eShop, you'll find a patch right next to
3: it. Yeah, they, they try and make sure you don't miss it, but remember that reviewers didn't have access to the patch, and I was not told there was going to be a patch. I found out when the game went live this, uh, like, last night. They should. They really should tell tell people that. But they or didn't. give me a download code for the patch heads yes. up because that uh without getting into um confidential stuff that I know that would be possible yeah
2: what i've been hearing about this game is it's pretty much animal crossing with disney characters is that do you feel like that's a pretty good assessment or
1: no not really
3: it um is, it is to bring up a game that was never released outside of japan hey-o, it is more similar to Fantasy Life than it is to Animal Crossing. Would you agree, Don? Yes. Um. Yeah. It is closer to a very linear RPG, which is very hard to explain because you're not going in battles,
2: but like you're do. You were talking about qu- yes. quests earlier. Is it just like fetch questy stuff, Some. or is there like platforming no. in it, or? I
3: guess it's more in the style of fetch quests.
1: It's it's more of the style of fetch quests without noticing really that it is a fetch quest. Yeah,
3: they they do a really good job of it it is not overt. When you want to boil it down the quest down into a genre, the genre would be fetch quest, but that is not a knock against the game. If I can explain that. Yeah, and and, uh,
1: and uh, the and the quest is actually present you're actually kind of fun. So
2: does it seem like since this is probably a game aimed towards younger kids, from what you've been saying, it sounds like it might be a little bit on the wordy side. Do you think that'll be an issue
3: um, i I think the bucks might have the disclaimer um standard reading <laughs> ability um required to fully enjoy it it is the dialogue is very simple, although there is a lot of it okay.
1: Yes, there okay. there there definitely seems to be a lot of dialogue, but it is um, it is
3: dialogue such as I'm so happy that you're here. Can you please help me find something cute to wear? Like that's pretty much the extent of how complicated it gets. Okay.
1: But you at least need to read so if yes. there's a certain uh, it's underground there for that audience.
3: Yes, there is there is a lot of text. And But I
1: think if you like Disney, um you will definitely like this. Yeah,
3: thing. there's a lot of um they got a lot of original or the official not original official disney voices for a lot of the characters um some of them are notably just don't have any sound samples like scrooge mcduck although that's obvious why um but most of them have voice samples like make, like it does the thing where mickey mouse when you meet him he'll read out his first two lines and then after that, he'll go, yeah, or just, like, make random sounds. I can't do it, Mickey Mouse voice to save my life. But, and like, when you're introducing yourself to the characters like Donald and Goofy and Daisy and all the others, like, they will read out their first couple lines and then give, give the standard fare for RPGs like Conception 2. Oh, See what God. I did there? Except <laughs> oh. Conception 2 has a lot more voice acting than that. Uh, okay. Disclaimer. Don played the demo and is over exaggerating about how bad this game is. I'm not saying it's a bad game, it's no, a game No, how pro- inappropriate this game is, rather. Not bad, as in quality. Uh, now sit back and let me explain how this game is all about making babies and having sex. So, Conception 2 release will, is going to come out probably very soon after you hear this. Uh, April 15th in North America, Q two, vague Q2 in Europe. Uh, digital only in Europe, physical and digital in America. And this is coming out to 3DS and Vita. I have both versions, because of course I do. And it is how would how would i explain it okay so the conceit is that you're that you're in a world where these um uh, things called dusk circles are opening up and these are these are basically dungeons but um monsters are being formed inside the labyrinth of the dusk circles and occasionally they escape now only um i guess okay there's an okay i'm gonna leave that for now there's an academy that raises it that teaches will teach students but also prepares many elite students to uh battle these monsters and if you're an elite that is because you have a high ether count now your ether count uh your ether count is what lets you fight the monsters. It gives you your, like your power. However, um, no one has a high enough ether count to go into the dungeons, so they only attack the monsters once it's almost too late and they've already escaped. So it's a it's a losing battle basically. And then your character goes on is about to go to the academy, meets up with uh, Fuko and Klotz, two other characters, and. You all get tested and Klotz is not, does not do that well. Fuko becomes an S rank elite, which is really high. And you are an A rank elite. And they're like, well, you're not as high as Fuko, but time to get you your ether count. And it's off the charts and it's like over like 15,000 or something. And so they determine that you are God's gift. You have the high enough ether count that you can enter these dungeons and go and destroy the monsters and um so the other thing the reason why this game is named Conception 2 well 2 because it's the sequel but conception uh. conception is because um people uh in order to create i guess like teams that need to, that can go and defeat these monsters, uh, these te- uh, these teams are made up of what are called star children. And um, star children are incredibly hard to create. Uh, it re- require pretty much requires two, a male and a female, S-rank um, elites to classmate, as it's called. And once they classmate, there's only like a 10% chance that a star child is going to come out of it turns out because you're god's gift which incidentally is how they get away with uh, saying your name in dialogue they just all call you god's gift which gets hilarious um uh, it is it is amazing because your ether count means that you have a 100 percent conception rate prob- like probability for conceiving a child with an s rank uh female student, so there are seven students, and you can see where this is going outside of the dungeon crawling uh and the um r p g elements. It is also a dating sim, a little more overt than a game like persona, however, because you're going into yeah you you basically are going into the academy to meet with these girls. And, disc- like, talk about their life, discuss their problems, get their mood up. And the happier they are, the more likely they're willing... The more willing they are to classmate with you. Which is exactly what it sounds. The sex scene plays out. Um, and, yeah, this is on the Nintendo 3DS, by the way, so the sex scene is in 3D. It's beautiful. Um, and the, uh... <laughs> It's it's great. I I love this game. I love the fact that this game came out I mean, out here. I mean
1: uh, here's the thing. I will, I will possibly play it, but I, I'm like, those, those scenes are kind of like
3: the only icky point for me. It's, um... I just like that you can go through the, um... You can go through the academy. You have to classmate in order to get your army, and you need okay, powerful yeah. star children, but that is relatively separate from going through um and talking to the girls, and basically, to use persona terms, build up their social link. And, uh, like, be able to get to know them, find out their backstory, all this other stuff, and that's one of my, that's probably my favorite part of the game at this point. I'm about 18 hours in. Uh, It's estimated to be between uh 40 and 50 hours long. So, Whoa, okay. Yeah, it's a very, very long game. They're like, persona length. Um... So that should let you guys know what you're in, getting into.
1: So I, I, I'm 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 I have one question on my mind then. Yes. And the, how many hours that you already have spent the game?
3: How many times have you made a star child? I think I've had thirty or forty star children. Uh. Okay. Um. Because uh. After. Afterwards, you um. You cut me off a little bit but after the star child is born uh you select its class and all this other stuff and then like babies that have the star children that have the same mother go well together and you 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 have uh three groups that all fight together like when you're choosing inputs in the um get in the dungeons you can have nine star children with you but they're sort. You sort them into groups of three, and when you get to like group A, you can choose group A should attack, and then they all just attack right. at once. And okay, uh, it's um, and so it's like if they all have the same mother, and especially if you have that mother with you in the dungeon, because you can choose one of the girls to take with you. Um, if they all, if that mother is in the dungeon, then they will be stronger together. Or you might want a cl- a group of three, uh, like a group of three that are um, a magician and two clerics, and then another one where you have a berserker and what's called a swordist, which is just a fighter, and like an archer, and then you want another one that's like a gambler and a a uh, minstrel and maybe another magician, and so um you have you. Classmate, to get all these babies, um, and the ah, uh, the further you get in the social links, and I was tr- almost about to tell Don this beforehand, but he cut me off and said, "Save this for the cast." Um, and this is just fantastic. The the further you get in the social links, the longer the sex scenes are, and the more classes you can choose from. Okay. So, but so for instance at the beginning in the low level sex scenes it shows just it just shows the um two characters um holding a uh, like hold each other's hand and it sings touch my heart. But after you've gotten a couple a, a little further in in the progression that character's story progression if you have another sex scene, it becomes overt that you are having sex. Very overt. And the song continues. After Touch My Heart, it's, Just wanna make love.
1: No. And okay. It's, hmm.
3: it's, it's, at that point, when I heard that for the first time, I just fucking lost it. And I'm just like, the ESRB loves this game. The ESRB truly loves this game. Uh. <sighs> and it, and so um the other thing is that the star children level up and they all have max levels so for instance you might have a baby that was born with a um from a weak mother at the time like she was a low level and so this baby we cannot go above level 13 but then i have a berserker that can go up to 99 but so when a character has a baby is maxed out its level, you can release it. You can uh, basically release it into the wild, make it independent, and it'll start working to build the uh, city up. And um, when the ci- when you when the, the city is built up, then it um, unlocks new areas for you to go to and new features. And I guess the last thing I'll say about this game for now, because it's—you probably either know you probably know if you want it or not by this point, if you're listening. Um, the final thing I'll say is that I believe at launch or shortly thereafter, Atlas has, has confirmed that they are bringing over the DLC where you fight Monokuma, the villain from *Danganronpa*, trigger Happy havoc. Because the game is developed by Spike Chunsoft. Um, which usually is not a good sign if it 's not a visual novel however they they pretty much lifted the battle system from the Shiriningami Tensei games, except they added one extra element of what direction you 're facing, and okay. then the then they the rest of the game is basically a visual novel, so it 's still okay. good. It's Spike Chunsoft is good with the visual novel stuff, and I can't wait to go in and fight Monokuma. Because thanks, that bastard was great in Danganronpa. Thanks, Serena. I don't know what that was all
1: about.
2: Uh, Let's move on to a few news stories <laughs> before we wrap up. I think I might pass on that one.
3: Oh,
1: come on. Uh, I I'll I will I will I will play it but um no no thank you to those sex scenes. So. I, I post uh, I
3: posted about it to my Facebook and someone commented just like What? Is this rated this is rated E? I'm like I never said that. It's rated M. It is very rated M. This is this is not that surprising on Vita. This is hilarious that it's on three D S. So let's um
1: th- let's go into a few news stories and we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, so first of all, um and, it, and first of all, thank you for jinxing me. NES Remix Two, uh, its championship mode was revealed this week. Um, so you need to have the original NES Remix for this to get unlocked. Lots of
3: money. Yeah. Fifteen dollars. Yep.
1: Um, you need so the lineup. Um, is Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, and Doctor Mario, and uh, you need to compete in three success- successive score-based challenges, and then uh, create one final score which you can post to Meverse. Uh, yes,
2: yes, yeah. So there you go. That is news. Making sure you drop thirty dollars instead of just fifteen. Well.
3: They have not confirmed that NES Remix 2 will totally be $15 in the West, but it totally will be. Don't even, like, it has fewer games, but they also have Super Luigi Brothers.
1: Yeah, and in the championship mode, I kind of yeah. like the idea of the championship mode, so I will definitely
3: play that. Yeah, I don't
2: know. Seems like the content's just definitely going to be a lot more worth the $15 oh, yes. this time there around. Might, there might
3: be just... Like, there might be a little bit f- less content because there's 12 NES games it's pulling from and not 16. But these 12 games make the other 16 look like. <sighs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry. NES Remix. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, was... I, I really like I could yeah, not get I... through that game because at that point it was like, play Mario Brothers. And I was like, I would oh, rather man. eat sandpaper. Um, I,
1: I, I. I... I really liked uh, NES Remix, but I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, that's coming on April 25th. If people want to pick it up, uh, possibly for 15
3: bucks, it will be. Yeah, it's it's the same price as NES Remix One is in Japan. Like those two games in Japan are the same price, so it's gonna be.
1: There's also gonna be a collection in Japan that contains both games. So yeah, there's also something for you there. Um. And then next up, Pokemon X and Y, uh, that was revealed in a uh, press release, I think, for the, for the TV or the movie, has now sold 12 million copies worldwide since its October 2013 launch, which is wow. super damn impressive. It is the best-selling 3DS game.
2: They need to find a way to milk the Pokemon machine on the Wii U. That might save the system.
3: Yeah, Pokemon Battle Revolution 2! <laughs>
2: Come
1: on, nobody wants
3: that. That's what that's what Nintendo might think we want, though. It's what they I thought we they... wanted last time.
1: I hope they think that we either want a Pokemon Coliseum game, or we want um, a Pokemon Stadium game. Genius Sonority is too busy milking that man. Well, Genius Sonority just made Pokemon Link Battle, so I don't know what you are talking about.
3: Yeah, the thing about the Troze game is that... That's not a Pokemon game. That's a puzzle game that has a Pokemon skin. But that's a very good puzzle game that has a Pokemon skin. Yes, on the other hand, I have my Puzzle and Dragons to tide me over forever. So.
1: Fair enough, but
3: I don't have Puzzle and Dragons. So. That is your, your own damn fault. Really. You have a Japanese 3DS, and that game is coming out to the West.
1: I will get it when it is to the West, because I want to fully enjoy it. Oh,
3: actually, I might be able to say this. That was talked about at GDC. The creator of Puzzle & Dragons uh, gave a postmortem and was talking about how it's coming to the West, except they are remaking a lot of it, which is why it's taking a long time. It's not just a localization. It's not just a translation. It's a full localization.
1: I, I remember you telling me that. That sounds really good. That's why I'm also kind of waiting, because I don't want to buy a Japanese release with the notion that like way later an, a superior...
3: English release that is more tailored to me is coming out. Yeah, it might not be superior, but it'll definitely be different and more tailored. Yeah, so I'm kind of waiting for that, really. That game is awesome, and the Club Nintendo survey for that game, I know I'm going off topic, but you know I'm so good at that. Um, the Japanese Club Nintendo survey, one of the first questions was, did you buy this game so that you wouldn't have to pay for microtransactions in the iOS version? and they knew exactly why I bought that game.
1: (laughs) Okay, so uh, the next thing, and this is a bit more interesting, uh, apparently um, AD Tokyo is already working on the next Mario game. Of course they are. Of course they were originally working on 3D World, and a part of it was also working together with Indie Zero and NES Remix 1 and 2. Uh, But now they're working on a new Mario game. They didn't reveal it was going to be either 3DS or Ryu. Uh, Kuzumi said, "I can tell you though that we already started approaching our next challenge, there's still a lot of room for discovery and invention, and will continue to propose new and exciting game mechanics going into the future. uh he also added and he also added that um if the next title is a Wii U game, they might think of more ways to use the Wii u gamepad. They better yeah, because the 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 gamepad features and three d were kind of disappointing." Kinda. I mean, and and the ones they used, they really used it in just a couple of levels.
3: It's telling that when I had the game, for a series of circumstances, I didn't have a gamepad. Um, And many, many games on Wii U, you're required to have the gamepad connected, even if you're not using it. Like Pikmin 3, you just can't launch without a gamepad connected. Super Mario 3D World, I played through the entire thing without even having access to a gamepad.
1: At, le- at least um, it lets you boot it up, because most games, even if you don't have to use the GamePad, won't. Yeah. So that's, dis- so that's disappointing.
3: That's a developer's decision, and the develop. I guess Nintendo decided that it was, quote, supported, not required to use developer speak.
1: Which is good. I mean, it, it makes it more inclusive, because I actually like playing it with uh, a range of different controllers, including the Wii Remote and Nunchuck. Yeah,
3: I played it all on the
1: Wii Remote Nunchuck. But thoughts, Mario game, do you guys want something particular from the next Mario game? Nope. Do we, want, do we want something that's more like... Galaxy. More like Galaxy or Sunshine?
2: Yep. I think if they really wanted to do something interesting with the gamepad is to take the Sunshine formula and make it co-op multiplayer. And with that, having the two gamepads, you can be completely on different sides of the giant maps in that game and doing completely different things. You could even be working on a different star or you could work together kind of give you a bigger feel to the game. And yeah. I think that's where they need to go. I think people want that big open world Mario game. Even though it's not really my favorite. I actually Yeah, I'm kind of sick of the go. obstacle course layout at this point. My only
3: concern is for instance to bring up sunshine, they they can't they physically can't do a direct sequel to Sunshine on the Wii U because the triggers aren't analog, they shot themselves in the foot on that one. Because it would be full blast or nothing, and the way that the it worked on the GameCube version is once you clicked down on the shoulder button, then you were you were locked in place and you could aim. But and you and if you didn't click, if you were just at full blast, you could run around and you just can't do any of that on the gamepad. 'Cause it has digital triggers. Lovely hardware design decision there.
1: <laughs> so the last thing of this week. And it was another Nintendo Direct next to the Smash Brothers one this week. And this one was for Tomodachi Life.
3: First thing, and the European logo is horrific. I know, I, I really like the North American logo. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it is basically just this yellow blob with this. It's kinda red. like the Japanese version. It is kind of like, except far inferior. Yeah. <laughs> it is... Uh, I'm
2: taking a look right now. the
3: European logo.
2: Trying to find it. Yeah, it is... Um, is it called Life or Collection in Europe? Life. It's called Life Everywhere Outside of Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty... Like Nickelodeon throwback right there. But it's
3: red on yellow. Yeah. It's re- That's all I have to say about that logo, is that it's red on Ketchup yellow.
2: Ketchup and mustard.
1: So, of course, if people don't know, Um, this is an island uh, where you can hold on to 100 Mii's um, and, and interact with them in really funny ways. Yeah, you and can. They go about their daily, daily lives on a small island. They they move in, they meet up, become friends, they follow a lot, and face dramatic ups and downs in this small digital life. Yeah, it is. And so... So in this game you are like the island owner, so you decide kind of like to help you populate this island, um, and every one of these me's have like this own voice and personalities, uh, which is super neat, and you can do like little like games or little interactions with them, which is super super fun. And uh, for Europe, I, 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 did they only say for for during the American direct, it's only going to be in English?
3: No, they did not say it's only in English, but it. other languages have not been as explicitly confirmed as the European versions.
1: Yeah, so in Europe you can use British, Spanish, German, Sp- French, or Italian, so not my own language, Dutch, but still five. And apparently you can all use them all five in the same game, so if you have friends from another country, you could use their native tongue, tongue if you would want to.
3: Which is pretty awesome
1: and inclusive. Yeah. Um. So again, like interacting with other beasts is like the, the true power of this game is lies. Li- so you need to watch the the direct to see the craziness. And all how the TV virtual This game. Yeah. Um, that
2: direct was fantastic. I've watched it multiple times. And
1: so I and, and I love uh, for for Europe for Shibata for America Bill Trining for. Both of them for interacting so well together with that entire Nintendo direct. Oh yeah. <laughs> they 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 really made that direct funny. They mess props to those guys yeah. because it's not an easy task to do oh, no. when this you talking about is, a game like this. This
3: game is so hard to sell. Like, I am fast I am surprised that they were able to do this. I I, I really
1: had to because I first watched the European one and then the American one. Again, they really did well. They 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 really did well to sold people on the game, and people were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy this." So good job on them. Um, so the game is coming out in Europe and North America, and that's actually pretty soon, June six. That's only like less than two months two months away now. That's pretty incredible. Yes, I am playing the
3: Japanese version right now.
1: My my save file was sadly lost, so I have
3: to play it all over again. Yeah, I my uh, I have one me that has. That has literally been married to every single male me. She just gets, she just marries one, and then they have like she has a scary dream about them, and then divorces them. (laughs) Like every single one. This is the weird. It's like, and this is my friend, obviously, because you're putting your friends into the game, and it is hilarious because it's just like this is nonsense. Why is this happening? Also, I, um... And,
1: and you can you can decide if, if you would want that, because you're pretty much the director in their lives in this game. Oh,
3: yes. It's it, basically the person comes to me and is like, um, what do you think about my marrying so-and-so? And I'm just like, do it! And then the marriage doesn't work out. And then it comes up to me, and it's just like, what do you think about me marrying? Um... Also another guy. Yeah. Also the game has a street pass feature that I was unfamiliar with until just a couple weeks ago when I went to GDC and for the first time in my life got like 30 Japanese street passes. Um yeah, where people from other other islands um are rowing in And they, um, some of them had items. Some of them had the villagers that came in and started, or the not the villagers, but like the islanders that came in and just started um, interacting with my mies. And one of them, it's hard for me to understand some of this, but one of them had a one star rating and then started screwing everything up, so I kicked them off the island. So I think you might be able to say. What if this gets straight past? Be a good person, or maybe that's just how you set your Mii's personality at conception. Um, but it is fascinating. I love this game so. Or it's not really a game. I love Tomodachi Life so much. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's an interactive tool, which makes it and it's super fun. Yes. Also, they um, speak really, really funny.
1: Yeah, and I I I can't wait for them to speak in British, Spanish, North American English, German, French, and Italian. That's going to be the most hilarious thing ever. But yeah, that's coming out June 6th. You're missing the most important
3: news of all. What's that? For some reason, Christina Aguilera is in the game. Only North America. Only so in North America, care. but for some for some reason they got Christina Aguilera in the game.
1: Hey, if you if you if you for some reason want to talk about the most important news, anyway, let's stop talk, talk about the fact there's an awesome pink 2DS coming to
3: Europe and North America, huh? Uh, I have I have two 3DS XLs and a 2DS, so I don't need another system. Fair enough.
1: I I think it looks awesome. I actually, I. I I'm a guy, but I really like that color, How it looks with the colored buttons and stuff. And I'm a, I am a sucker for
3: colored buttons, so I don't know. Yeah, you. Anyway, you you know that I'm also getting a fourth 3ds very soon, though. So, fair enough. I already have. I've already fully paid off my pre-order for the Japanese 3ds LL that is styled in Persona for Persona Q. So shows more. Shows what kind of games I love. That and conception too. Um, so but, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking we're bringing this to a close. Are you sure?
2: Can I say one more thing, real quick? Sure, go ahead. I was I Google image search the game, and I saw your me, and it took me to a Go Nintendo page. And I was like, wait, that's Dawn. So <laughs> fair enough. My, I haven't visited my Miis in a while, but this
3: Nintendo Direct has caused me to get back into that. And as it turns out, none of them got hungry over the couple months that I left them. It is not like Animal Crossing, where you have to visit every day.
1: Yep, it's it, there are no penalties in this game. It is awesome. It's super awesome. But yeah, I think we're bringing this to a close now. We have been running this for quite a while. I
3: apologize for taking up three hours with my talk about baby making. (laughs) Yes, we
1: have. Yes, we have.
3: (laughs) I'm sure the listeners either skipped it or listened in rapt attention as they discovered how babies are made. Indeed.
1: Uh, Thanks, Edison. Thanks, Seren. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening for this very long General talk segment.
3: Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Later.
0: All right, that will do for episode 129 of Connectivity. As always, you can send your listener mail to connectivity@intenablereport.com. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't done so yet, and uh, follow all of us on Twitter. Go to nintendoworldreport.com and look for the Twitter sidebar on the right-hand side of the page to find our usernames there. Oh, and if you missed it, earlier this week we did a live cast of the Smash Brothers Direct with myself, Neil, Alex, and Andy. If you go to Nintendo World Report's YouTube page, you can find the, uh, the video there, and you can also find it on the page for this episode at nintendoworldreport.com. See you next week.